Oh, hi there. Hello. Hey now. Hola. And ba weep grana weep mini bong. However you want to say it. Welcome to that Kev One Show. We're about positive vibes. And, you know, the train to where we need to go on this crazy apocalyptic uh, train ride that we find ourselves on cosmically. It's your destination chat-wise for film talk from your favorite friendly neighborhood actor, me, Kevin Michael Watson. Check the creds. If you check my past, I went to Martin Luther King Elementary here on the West Coast, where I was a class one dreamer after our uh, graduating class of, what, fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade? Went to uh, go on to have the highest test scores in the country. What did I do with my uh, college fundage that I got? Well, didn't become a doctor or a lawyer. Went into theatrical arts. <laughs> Something I probably could have just done without uh, studying at PCC, some PSU, UCB off Franklin and Hollywood eventually. But yeah, it's who I always knew I wanted to be, and it's who I am with the human condition. I kind of stuck out at Martin Luther King, and I kind of had to make people laugh to fit in and uh, not get in trouble. <laughs> but it helped me like appreciate just people, all people at their core, really early on. So all the people around me that I choose to have around me are a patchwork of, well, anyone. They, they look crazy different. About all ages, sexes, races, and all that jazz. That's really helped me uh, with my creative endeavors. And on this show, we never stop booking. Uh, so we're booking all the time. And the guests we have on our first seven shows so far are actors, directors, makeup artists, hosts, an editor-in-chief of an international circulated magazine award-winning screenplay writer, and more. And you'll get some uh, health tips from an inner, very entertaining Scottish keto guido, self-proclaimed, checking in as well. So stay plugged in, friends, and together we may discover, as the great Doc Brown said, where we're going and why. So without further ado, let's start the show. All right, and we're back to, with that Kev One Show. My next guest needs no introduction. That's if your hand's on the pulse. You've all seen him on this or that in a couple of blink-and-you-missed-it parts in some of your favorite films like Anchorman 2, DMZ with Rosario Dawson, so many things. But if your finger's really on the pulse of comedy, you know that when it comes to the art of film and comedy, he knows that it takes a lot to make a stew. I got on right now the killer from Too Many Cooks, William Tokarski. Welcome to the show, William. Greetings, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing... I'm innocent. I never killed anyone on Cooks. It just looked like I did. Oh, that's right. That's right. It always kind of cuts away, VHS. It always kind of whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, William. Oh, William. Such a legend. That's got to be the role you get, like, recognized the most from, right? Yes. Um, and actually, uh, shortly after it, came out, people would stop me at the gas station and want to sell me. Oh my god, that's amazing. Was it the first time that happened with that role, or no? Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I still have no problem with it. I accommodate anybody at any time. Oh. oh it's, it's, it's fading now. A slowly. little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But so that when so when you first got cast for Too Many Cooks, I mean, did you have any idea how big it was? I mean, it was obviously a huge, gigantic production with all those cast members and the sets and the running. But actually, no. This was this was uh, everyone that was works that show were background actors. Oh wow! Um, uh, a, a few with some dialogue had some experience, and and just about everybody from it has gone on to some 
better things. But basically, um, it was a, a bunch of folks that Casper Kelly had worked with, met, or or or, or knew. Um, a great deal of the folks were from an improv troupe here in Atlanta called Dad's Garage. Um, and I've, I've gone and worked with them since and have some good friends over there now. But, um, yeah, it, it was it was just an eclectic mix. Um, strange story, but it's, it's you know, it's how, it, it's how a lot of neat things happen. Yeah, well, so you're saying, like, almost all of them, if not all of them, were background artists? Correct. Wow. Yeah, um, I think I was the highest paid person there at $200 a day. Oh, my God. How many days did it take to shoot that? Well, they shot principal photography in three days, and most people just came in and worked one day and left. I worked those three days, and I, and basically after they edited, set in post for almost 18 months. And while they were editing it, they added add a little bit. So if you watch the show closely, uh-huh. my, um, when I killed a tennis player, my beard is gray. Because it, it, that much time went by, plus I hadn't put any color in it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, that's and, incredible. And and the scene uh, with the with the black girl behind the door where I, I drag her away. Um, yeah, we added those later. And and the funny part was, um, uh, probably uh, six months. I never got paid for that extra day. Oh uh, really? Probably, probably not. Well, initially. Yeah. And then. About six months later, we were filming some uh, uh, the next season of, of uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, the live oh. action show. Oh, that's probably my favorite thing yours, too, by the way. <laughs> and one, one of the producers came up to me and says, hey, I never, I never paid you for, uh, for that extra day. He said, uh, what were we paying you for this three fifty a day? I says, no, you were paying me two hundred a day, but I'll take three fifty for the extra day. And he wrote me a check for three fifty. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. So nice guys do finish sometimes, you know. <laughs> they clean up too. Yeah, it's uh, well, it, uh, the show has opened uh, doors for me left and right. Yeah, I am, I am, I am not really what you want to call an actor. Or was mm. not an actor. Really? I uh, I retired from the real world. I was drawing Social Security, sitting at home, and they were filming a lovely little movie in the area where I live called Gitlo with Robert Duvall and Bill Murray. It is a great film. It never wow. got national distribution, but check it out, Gitlo. It's yeah. probably on one of the streamers right now. But long story short, I came to go see. Duval and Murray, mainly Duval. And so there was a park right across the street from where they were shooting. And so I got to talking with some people that were extras that were walking up and down the sidewalk through the through the long shot. Yeah. And I says, well, hell, that sounds like fun. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and do some background work. I think the first thing I worked on was um, uh, something called The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Hmm. But but long story short, I kept getting bumped on uh, on shows because I, I have a unique look and, yeah. and I don't I don't look like anyone else. So it was like, uh, yeah, we'll use him, you know. And I uh, the first 
first big show I got was was Hunger Games Catching Fire. Wow. I had a line. I had a line with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, the words were, "You want to get him killed?" As mm-hmm. she's breaking through the crowd wow. to save her her boyfriend. Um, now, do you get, I, do you get recognized uh, from that a lot, or no? No. Here's oh. why. Uh-huh. Here's why. Um, the scene was cut from the movie. I was a terrible oh. actor. I didn't know about <laughs> keeping an eye line. I didn't know about keeping a mark where I'm standing. Oh, my God. Still, when the camera pulls focus on you. I don't know if that's the reason, but those are the things I didn't know. Huh. Um, but I made $2,400 in two days. That's insane. Shot two days on. Oh, no, what's insane is I've drawn over $7,000 in residuals on it. Oh, but the thing I liked the most is the first day I was working um, as an actor, um, I'm in this little honey wagon trailer, like, where I changed to my freshly laundered wardrobe, which mm-hmm. that doesn't happen to extras. Yeah, no. Uh, the production assistant knocked on a door and said, Mr. Tokarsity, the director is having a pre-production meeting. If you'd like to join him, Woody and Jennifer. Oh, my God. So did you, uh, like, meet... I mean, you obviously saw him and had to breathe the same air. Did you talk to Woody Harrelson? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I sat in a corner like a mouse and didn't (laughs) say a word and just listened. Uh I'm I'm old enough to know that... uh, if you listen more than you talk, you you do, but you learn more and people respect you. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. I loved it. Oh. So I decided, hmm, I think I'm going to pursue this a little bit, and I took some classes. Or actually, what I did was I went out and tried to get an agent, mm-hmm. and um, I'd gotten a line on "Your Pretty Face Is Going to Hell," mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a girl that was on the show recommended me to her agent oh so her agent the lovely janet van dyke uh i met with her at one of these uh, social get-togethers and later um we had a meeting about getting representation and she said to me she says i like you and i will represent you but i have one thing you have to do you go have to go take an acting class because i don't want you to embarrass me (laughs) <laughs> and I says, that's a fair deal. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, uh, she gave me a list of three three places to go. And I, I went to a school in uh, Atlanta called Drama Inc. And uh, my instructors were Jason McDonald and uh, his lovely wife, Catherine Dyer. And so I just uh, finished the second season of a TV show on Fox called... Uh, Welcome to Flatch. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Did uh, did a total of nineteen episodes. But guess who I worked opposite in the show as a recurring character? Who? Jason McDonald, my first acting instructor. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's oh. a fun circle. Yeah, it's all connected. I'm still, I'm, I'm still not a good actor. If you notice, I don't say a whole lot normally. There's a reason for that. I suffer from CRS. What's that? Can't remember shit. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you definitely have presence and everything. You you always get noticed. You know, I always like, well, it's him, it's him, it's him. Before I like, before I knew you yeah. from too many cooks. Even I noticed you in this and that. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll get noticed. That's, that's pretty much, you know, the idea. So, it, and so I've just capitalized on it, and, and um, I can be uh, 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 generous as it would be. We've, uh, we've remodeled the kitchen and put hardwood floors down, and we call it the uh, Jumanji uh, 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 upgrade. <laughs> and just the flash thing is, is uh, I was able to give both of my granddaughters an automobile. Oh. One's, in, one's in college and one's um, uh, in, uh, in, in, in a family way. So oh, okay, it, wow. It's fun. It's wow, fun. very full life. It's fun. It's crazy. Yeah, I spent, I spent most of my life working in uh, electrical maintenance. I spent the last 20 years teaching robotics for General Motors. So I got a decent pension, Social Security, smart enough that my house and cars were paid off. So, you know, I mean, I'm not rich, but I uh, make a little extra money like that. It's like, wow, we can do stuff, you know. Yeah, and you're living in Atlanta, right? Or, yes, I, yeah. I live in met, Metro Atlanta. I don't live in the city. I live just outside the city. Oh. And it's a great area, and it's growing. It is growing. Now, right now, um, everything is slow. Mainly yeah. the, the, the writers deal. Yeah. yeah. And it has more to do with the fact that com- uh, the insurance companies that insure projects don't really want to fund them at this mm. point in time until yeah. that's been settled. Huh. How are you keeping busy during the writer's strike? Are there, I mean, there are any like, you know, super low budget, in support of the writer's strike, but like any independent projects you're working on or just, uh, well, you, you gotta mic- understand, SAG AFTRA uh, says that we have a no strike clause. So if I'm contracted oh. to work on something, I'm gonna go work on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the idea is we can go walk the picket line with them and support them mm-hmm. in any way we can. But like I said, most shows have mm-hmm. slowed down. Yeah. Now, are you familiar with 48-hour film festivals? Yeah, no, you have done a lot of those, yeah. Yeah, I ended up doing a 24-hour film race just to get in front of the camera. Yeah. I, I, I used to have the mantra of, of saying I want to get on camera every day. Mm-hmm. Well, since things have slowed down so much, I've drained my bank account getting on the ATM camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man yeah I've done a couple um, I did a, a few award winning ones at a Gwignall Fest which is like a horror film festival um, we did this movie Pumpkin's Attack which won best picture yes. you're talking about the ones where um, where they give you yes. a premise and you and maybe a prop yes. so you can't cheat really you know or that's the idea Correct. right yeah yeah I, this this one mm-hmm. I was in one of the one of the premises was you had to count so it mm. was basically a haunted house, and my name was uh, uh, Trash Eater. Trash but Eater? Long, uh-huh. long story short, in the end, I count a bunch of ladders. And then I ad-libbed a little bit from my uh, mm. from my days with with the improv folks, and I saw a stepladder, and I says, I, I love my stepladder. And then I turned and looked directly in the camera and said, I never knew my real ladder. Oh my God, it's brilliant! <laughs> and so that that premiered obviously, right? Like a 
48 hours later, or how that work? It's going, um, well, it, it got judged. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It got judged. It'll premiere at a film festival. Um, Marietta, Georgia has an international, Cobb International Film Festival every year, August, first, first few days, first weekend in August. So it'll be there. keep that muscle going on. I just can't stop, period. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I, full support of the strike. Like I did, uh, I think, uh, what have I done besides this show since uh, since the writer's strike? I think I just did this movie that was filming in Portland, Oregon, Little Wing with Brian Cox. It was already written, you know, so it was in full support of the strike and everything. But yeah. Yeah. Man, I really hope we get through this strike, though. I mean, this seems like it's going on. It, it, it has to do mostly with artificial intelligence. Yeah, and which is it's everywhere. It's wild, right? Yeah, used in the industry. So I, I don't know. I have always been a union man in, in the real world, uh-huh. R-E-A-L. I belonged to United Steelworkers for 15 years and mm, United Auto awesome, Workers yeah. for 25 years. So the first opportunity I had to join SAG after, I, I did indeed join. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they do an awful lot for us, so I, I will do whatever they want me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Given the opportunity, yeah, right. Mm. But I'm just an old man in my second childhood during play pretend. I wonder, do you ever wonder or have an idea if, like, uh, if you did act, if you had the acting bug way earlier in life, you think you would have had as many roles because you have such a distinctive look. Like you, it's definitely oh you. When I see you in a movie like Anchorman Two for the blinking mix, miss it. Oh my God, Tim! You know, and then or in this or that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you for sure. It's not just like a type. It's like, you know. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't always have the unique look. Hmm? Um, no, um, 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 lots of beer drinking and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, letting my hair go straight back instead of falling down over my my uh, my rising forehead, or as my daughter calls it, my fifth head. Oh my god! Yeah. But you gotta understand, um, your pretty face is going to hell. I started working as an extra for them. I got cast as an extra because I had high forehead, and I they could put horns on. Yeah. Oh my god. And then. I keep my mouth shut, listen, learn, and inject when when I think it's appropriate. So I've made friends, and I think a lot of this business is making friends, people mm-hmm. that actually want to help you. Yeah. And go, you know, and a lot of shameless self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, this is this is this is what I do. Yeah, I mean, in, in this show here, that Kevin Wentz is all about positivity and the arts and everything, and that's one of the things I love about film and the film industry, by and large, is it's full of, like, creating and positivity, and typically, you know, um, nice people, like, move ahead, you know? Yes, in you fact, uh, the big stars, the big people, mm-hmm. uh, are usually nice guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have... I have run into no assholes on the upper end, as it would be. I'm a day player by nature, mm-hmm. where I go in and work a day now. You know, sometimes we stretch it. Um, I, I was hired as a day player on Jumanji. I had 
had had that one little scene. With the, you're passing out like um, I want to say uh, ra- I only saw it once, but you're passing out rations, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, yeah, Kevin Hart eats my pound cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pound cake, right? Pound cake. What, you say? <laughs> what happened was, is we filmed from one side. A tornado came over. It didn't touch down, so everybody had to leave the building. Really? Yeah. Like a real. So they, Where did they yeah, film that exactly? Like in downtown real, Atlanta, right? Real right near, okay. uh, right off of uh, Turner Drive. Wow. There was an old Norfolk Railroad building that had a acute outer area around it that they turned into the bazaar with the arches and all that it was just they did a great job hmm. but anyway I filmed I filmed one side we lost about four hours and the assistant director came out and says hey can you come back tomorrow mm-hmm. I said yeah I come back tomorrow that's another thousand dollars yeah wow and uh, uh, because they have they bought one they rented a camera like they do in you know, football games with a cable on it they can follow and that's how it followed the people through the bazaar as they were running through Overnight, the director wrote another scene for me and Kevin Hart. Wow. Where, as, as Kevin Hart is running out, he's the slow one in the group. Mm-hmm. He stops, mm-hmm. realizes I killed him, and like Three Stooges, he backs up, sucker punches me, and I go halves over teacups. Wow. So I get to work with the whole second unit. I ended up doing seven one-day contracts. Jeez, so is that $7,000 or plus? Actually, it was $11,000 because it, we ran some overtime and meal penalties and yeah. but things like that. But it was great. It was great. Now, the scene was never used, but uh, the original scene is what they used in the final cut. Yeah, just the rations, the rations moment. Yeah, call, the, right? yeah, exactly. But... Um, big budget films are like that they get to play hmm. they get to do things try things yeah. I'll, I'll know it when I see it kind of thing yeah. did you know did you know that was cut until you saw it did they tell you or oh no no, no I, nev- I never know yeah. I, I, I worked as an extra on The Walking Dead for season 3 for the whole for the whole run. Oh wow! I didn't know. That. I always, I always turned my back to the camera so I could, you know, Get more. not burn it up. Yeah. Oh more my gosh, that's smart. Yeah. Had. Yeah. So I worked a lot, and so the very last episode when we shot up all the people and attacked the prison, um, I got to get um, uh, catch um, the, the main character. Name now, um, and uh, he was stringing barbed wire across uh, one of the passageways in the prison. I pulled out from my left side. All of a sudden, I became left-handed. A uh, forty-five millim- a forty-five caliber pistol, and drew down on him. And as I'm drawing down on him, a sword comes up through my chest, and uh, Michonne takes off with a, a, a gas mask that allowed her to move freely through the area because we had to get tear gas in there. But long story short, it got totally cut. Oh, but totally. All of it, wow. Totally cut. Like a dumbass like me, I invite everybody oh. over the house for a viewing party. Oh. So I learned that lesson a long time ago. Things get cut. Things get cut. 
Yeah, it's, uh, that's one of the, my, my rules. Like for that and just different reasons, I, I kind of don't tell anyone when I'm filming, doing Smart. anything. I mean, I might say, I want good vibes, you know, so I'm like, oh, I'm doing a film project, but I don't tell them any specifics because I don't know. You, who know. you never know. Like what, what you went through or what if, I don't know, if you somebody get fired or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, uh, hey, whatever happened to that Jennifer Garner movie you were going to do or this or that, you're like, hey, hey, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, matter of fact. Yeah. I'm hoping I get to come back to Jumanji for the next one. Oh. Um, oh. I think they're going to do another one. But, uh, and they like uh, the uh, the little candy shop in the last one uh, is in the little town where I live. So it would really be convenient, you know. I could almost walk from the house. <laughs> oh, my God. It's incredible. And so, yeah. the, so whether you met them all, right? You met The Rock, probably, and Karen, and Jack Black. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, Hart. I, I yeah. spent a week with them all. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, um, I, um, basically, on set holding, um, uh, Dwayne Johnson, who was a producer, mm-hmm. and Kevin Hart, who was a producer, always had an entourage, and they're back in some trailer somewhere. But Jack Black and Karen Gillian, who's actually the biggest rated star because she's big from the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah. 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 But long story short, I'm sitting there one day and a bunch of kid actors come in, younger high school type, that are playing um, high school students. And I'm sitting there just chilling and one comes over and looks, points at me and says, too many cooks. Oh. And I, you know, and I waved to her. Jack Black stood up and he said, you son of a bitch. He says, I knew I knew you from somewhere. Uh, Took a selfie with me, uh, put it on his Instagram page, got about 15,000 likes, you know, oh, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, very nice guy, very nice guy, Jack. Actually, oh. everyone on that show was very nice. Oh, that's awesome, because that's, that's the way they seem, so that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, got a lot of chemistry between them. Oh. So cool. What was it like filming uh, Inkerman 2? Because I remember that was the, that was one of the first times I was like, oh my god! And people were like, what? When I was in the theater after Too Many Cooks and I saw you as the cab driver. I was hired <laughs> on Anchorman 2 to actually drive a cab round and round outside in the, the area. Oh, literally? And like, it, not it, even... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, was, I, it was a wow. 1965 checker cab oh. with a carburetor that, that loaded up all the time. It was, it was interesting. But long story short, they picked, some assistant director picked three of us to do a cab scene where they turned a little area into a studio and took the windshield out and set the camera and the lights. And they had a uh, thing with red lights on it to simulate traffic. And they had an overhead light on a beam that went round and round, seemed like you're driving under street lights. Mm. It was a very professional setup. Huh. And Adam, Adam McKay, the, the, the director, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was on an intercom that spoke with, uh, with uh, Megan Good and uh, Will Farrell that was in the back. Yeah. And it was all I could do to keep from cracking up. I mean, they just had a ball back uh, and forth, um, uh, improving, and yeah. you know, just yeah, it was it was quite entertaining. Well, there were three of us that did different cab rides. 
I had both of them. Another friend of mine had just uh, Will, and I forget which one. And mine made the cut. The other ones didn't. So, you know, sometimes you get cut, and sometimes you get kept. Yeah, because I was, I was trying to recall, because I've seen Anchorman 2 maybe twice, ironically enough, and I was trying to recall what other cab scenes there were, because I remember yours for sure, because you, and it's also um, the scene, I don't know how, how they filmed that border, but it, it follows that an incredible scene where uh, I, I was crying every time I see it. Well, where uh, Ron Burgundy like you know embarrasses himself in front of her family <laughs> with his with his jive talk. <laughs> oh, oh. Man. What was some of the? Oh, what were some what was some of the improv that happened in the cab? If you recall, or oh, I I, I don't recall. No, no, yeah. To be honest with you. I mean, I'm just amazed when I see what they've actually kept on any of these shows. Sometimes I think, well, something else would have been better, or, or you know, I don't remember that one, or, you know. And there's just, they just go so fast, and they're filming everything, so, you know. That's one of the tricks we did at Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. They said, well, we're going to rehearse it, and we'll rehearse it, and they're filming the rehearsal. Huh. So, yeah. Interesting. God, yeah, I love Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell so much. It just blew me away. Yeah, it's a great show. It was, it yeah. was a lot of fun. It was... Um, uh, so many practical was, effects, too. Like, you could, obviously a lot of green screen, but, like, um, I love that first, dog first episode. Season, yeah. First 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 season was all location shots. Really? Second second huh. season was location and green screen. Oh. The last last two seasons, everything was in the studio. Hmm. I have no idea why, but I just you know did what what uh, what I was told. And when was there a moment you moved? You kind of moved up in the ranks on your previous is going to hell because I feel like you got you were like featured more later on, right? Second second season, yeah. I got I got a line with Sheila when. When I get, I, I, the episode was True Love, where I get rescued by her flying in on a dragon. Oh, Colette was her name, and she's out of North Carolina. Oh. But long story short, um, yeah, they would write a line for me every so often. And I would deliver, but I'd still show up, and they'd, they'd start to focus on me more. I made friends with Dave, Cas Dave uh, Willis and Casper Kelly. Oh. So, you know, they... They tend to um, use you if they trust you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. And uh, Matt Servito, I think Matt. He was be, he was know. Satan, wasn't he? In, in the show? He yeah. was Satan. Yeah. So good. <laughs> everyone that was so good. I mean, the lead, everyone. Uh, Safino, you said. Everyone. Yeah, and they had a lot of people through. I mean, it's it's. It was a good show. It was great. I mean, I, I didn't work every episode, but I worked a shitload of them. Yeah. How long did it take? How long was the makeup job on that? With the red, all the red, the horns, and didn't you... I used to set make. I'll send you my welcome. Or my my. I want to send you my uh, um, uh, uh, Meet William video, and it talks about that. But okay. usually yeah, about an that. hour if you were doing it by yourself. If you're in oh. an assembly line. They'll start with, you know, like the horns for everybody and then move on down and they, they spray straight, uh, straight red and then they'll come back and do highlights in black or a darker shade of red to, to highlight your face. And they, they try to stay consistent with what they do to you. 
Now, have your have your grandkids seen you in that show yet? Maybe maybe too adult for them, maybe, but uh, it's a fun show. Well, my sure. oldest, I, I am seventy five years old, and oh, my wow. oldest grandchild is twenty six. Oh, so, okay, um, yeah, yeah oh, okay. Yeah. My youngest grandchild just got his uh, driver's license. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but I do have a great grandson that hasn't wow. seen it yet. You gotta be like the coolest grandpa ever. I mean, to these people. I mean, right? I mean, jeez. Here's 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 my here's the secret to my success. Huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. There you go. If I if I get to do it, great. I get to do a lot of neat things. If I don't, eh, you know what I mean? I'm 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 okay. Yeah. I don't have to pay the rent with what I earn. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. This is all this is all dessert, if you will, right? Yeah. yeah. Eddie, Eddie Pepitone on. Uh, on uh, the tortured soul on your pretty faces. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he said to me, well, then it's all gravy for you. I says, yep, it's oh. all gravy. Yeah. But anyway, I don't get upset if I don't do anything. And I, you know, I just do it my way. Yeah. And I, and I have found the most valuable commodity is originality. Originality is rare in, in this business. Yeah. So, now more than ever, too, you know? Yeah, and I like to be an original. Um, mm -hmm. um, what do I like to drink? Hmm, what? Uh, uh, from, the, from you knowing me on the, on the internet. I, I, I do the, the idea that I'm a dim-witted curmudgeon with a, with a slight drinking problem. I'm, I'm addicted to beer. <laughs> now, whether that's true or not doesn't really matter. It's my image. So... The role that I got booked on Welcome to Flash, which which has just been very rewarding. I've done 19 episodes. I'm cast as a dim-witted curmudgeon with a slight drinking problem. And they have fun with it. Huh. Wow. Well, everyone's got to check that out. What, so Welcome to Flash on Fox. It was on uh, season one, season two are off the air. But they're streaming, season one streaming on uh, oh, Hulu, Amazon. Maybe, right? oh, Amazon, and season two is streaming on Hulu. Mm -hmm. My favorite episode is on Amazon. It's episode 106, and it's called Rest in Peace, Cynthia. Okay. My character gets catfished by a girl from oh. Lithuania. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you know, they say no, there's no small roles, only small actors, and uh, you just dominated as like like king of the extras. And now you move on. What's your biggest ambition? Is it is it to do more juicy roles like that, or? I, 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 my biggest ambition right now is a season three of Welcome to Flash. We filmed that up in Wilmington, North Carolina, so it's it's filming in a vacation town at the ocean. You know, hmm. what more could you ask for? Huh. But um, I do have another movie that hasn't been released. What's that called? The, the, the working title that I knew and that they advertise with is called Brothers. Hmm. And it stars Josh Brolin oh. and Peter Dinklage as brothers. Huh. The scene I do is... Uh, Peter Dinklage is in prison, and I am his cellmate. Wow. And my um, 
uh, Peter is getting released and this uh, badass guard by the name of Brandon Frazier comes up and uh, oh releases God. him. Yeah. So it's an interesting film. It's got uh, Glenn Close. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I worked with her on The Shield. She was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when it'll be out, I have no idea. Wow, but it definitely will be. Brother, wow, with that cast. And, wow. and if, if my scene uh, survives, I have no idea. Hmm. I just, just worked a half day on it. Hey, okay. Huh. So no spoilers. No spoilers, just especially because it's, it's such a small uh, moment. Oh, but uh, do you think... Do you think it's pivotal-ish? Do you think, like, what's your gut say? Does your gut say you think it'll really be in it? I think I'll be seen. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'll be seen. Now, whether I get to complete some action or not, I don't know. But, um, um, and that'll be obvious if, when you see it. But, um, it's, it's, I don't know. I, you just never know what's going to be kept, what's not going to be kept. Um, uh, they were actually looking for my character when I got uh, booked. In other words, they were still looking to replace me. Oh, wow. They wanted a person with uh, special skills. Um, actually, the special skill was he had to have false teeth, and I don't have false teeth. Oh, okay. And I'm going to let it go there because they're, they're, they're very, very strict on this non-disclosure oh, agreement. Oh, gotcha, yeah. yeah. They have not yeah. shared the script at all. You know, the only thing I'm telling you is you can read on the on the um, internet right now. Okay. And they didn't share much with me. I mean, you know, I was just a day player. Uh, Peter Peter Dinklage never left the character. Oh, well, he's method. Okay. He's, I, I, I don't know what he's doing. He, he never yeah. left character, unless he's always like that. I don't know. Hmm. Brandon Fraser had fun with me. He made fun of my character's um, uh, role, you know. And I photobombed. Uh, they had a set photographer taking some publicity stills, and they had Peter and Glenn posing in front of a jail cell and I come up behind them and photobombed them. They never knew the photographer just kept shooting and didn't say a word. You know, so whether it survives <laughs> or not, I don't know. Wow. So, Incredible. That's, that, that's the type of shit I do for shameless self-promotion. Wow. That's incredible. Oh. Wow. That is true. Brothers. Jeez. I think I looked that um, up. I've just been blessed, that's all. Oh. Huh. Do you ever want to write at all or anything or produce your own stuff? Um, no writing, but I do like ad-libbing. I, I've, I've always subscribed to the idea that we stay on book for the first two or three takes, and then after that, it can go anywhere you want. Because all they can do is fire me. They can't kill me. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's against the law. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So um, I ad lib every so often, and it, and I cra I've, I've cracked a lot of people up. You know, yeah. that's now whether I get bookings because of it or I lose bookings because of it, <laughs> I don't know. That's, you know, but it's me. Yeah. Jack uh, Jack Nicholson said, "If you have an urge, do it." Mm -hmm. uh, there's always take two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So ask for yeah. forgiveness, not permission, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So I have fun with it, and I seem to have made friends by it. Like I say, I did that in that little little film festival thing when I added that scene at the end. Now, it may not make the final cut, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was looking for my real ladder. Hmm. Yeah, I was talking with my uh, my tech earlier today because we we're talking about you know you were coming on and I was like I was trying to think of all the roles I saw you in Blink, Blink and Miss a lot of them were that like like tragedy girls I want to say on Netflix I want to say that was on and they were saying that you were in a movie that was really good and really juicy uh, your role uh, I hope I get the title right The Good Die Young yes yes and they showed I, me a I, clip I, and then I had to rush to get here to, to interview you or you were like on, really really intense really you know yes yeah yeah um, um, we have uh, Savannah College of Art and Design mm-hmm. here in Atlanta and Savannah in fact my son has graduated from from STAD um, but he he's into right. furniture res- restoration although he is a a stage actor you know a lot of uh, uh, people that grow up doing community theater and become stage actors are really disappointed when they go to film because you do the same thing 27 times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like where's the acting? Where's the where's the, the where do you, how do you own the crowd? You mm-hmm. don't. You, you you play to that little camera. But at any rate, where was I headed? I can't remember now. What, what oh, the good the good day young. Yeah, the good Diane. So at any rate, um, it's a, a professor teaches at SCAD made that film, he, and he made it. It's on Amazon right now, I think. Okay. And I got some. I got some clips on my uh, my uh, Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were. My tech was either showing me. They must have pulled it from your uh, Facebook or maybe your IMDb. It was somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, were yeah, ta- you were threatening these two cops, and I was like, whoa, and I was like, whoa, yeah. The, yeah. the one guy cop is one of my acting instructors that I work with every so often. Oh. And the girl, the girl that's in that show is a mover and shaker. She's moving on up. Really? She's, yeah, she's doing real well. She's doing real well. But anyway, yeah, it's it's a black and white film, and I play a racist, um, a racist, a strip club owner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. It gave me a chance to stretch my real, I like to do comedy, but you know, gave me the chance to try to do something different. I ended up doing a thesis film for another SCAD student where I was a racist shop owner, you know, okay. back, back in the day, you know. Huh. Um, but, you know, it's a little part. And that you know, that came out really well, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, editors can save you and make you look good. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. The editor, you know, if he's got enough film, he can make you look good. Yeah. I, I always try to find out who the editor is and make friends with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some of the, yeah, like, uh, where, where can we see that work, though, that one that you're really proud of? Um, uh, that is on Amazon, uh-huh. Good Die Young. Mm-hmm. But my clip is on, uh, on uh, IMDb. Okay. Um, and um, I think it's on my Facebook page too. I I don't know. But yeah, I I, I use it that clip every time I I want to audition to be a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. There'll probably be a lot of biopics and stuff like that coming out sooner than later for sure. 
Casting is is a mystery. I'm feeling like a January 6th film. Sooner than later, for sure. Oh, yeah. that sounds like fun. Yeah, it sounds like you're in your wheelhouse for that. Um, this TV show I'm doing, Walk of the Flash, uh, Paul Fegg is one of the, actual, oh, wow. uh, the executive yeah. directors. And he actually uh, uh, has direct directions in one or two. He directed the pilot. And when he directed the pilot, there was a scene at the very end of the pilot where um, some fireworks go off by mistake. And my direction is to go run into this outhouse. And the whole, the whole town is built on a historical outhouse that some uh, <laughs> military guy built back during the Revolutionary War. But anyway, to go to the outhouse... And Paul said to me, he says, hey, he says, um, um, you'll have to direct yourself. He says, I'll have a cameraman over there watching, but you go ahead and direct yourself. That Well, that was dangerous. Wow. So what I did was I did the entrance and into the, into the, well, I went to the camera guys and I said, do me a favor, keep it rolling beyond where you think you should cut. All right, let me cut it. He says, okay. So um, I went into the outhouse took my pants off down around my ankles and came out of the outhouse with my pants around my ankles running away pulling them up as I go away <laughs> so when he looked at the dailies he cracked up you know the rushes he yeah. cracked up and that's what they kept in the final oh wow cut. so full moon or, or what or is it just the reaction uh, no no it's 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 very um um uh, discreet I got long sweat I got sweatpants sweatshirt <laughs> to cover my ass you know and I'm just pulling them up you know and then so when I pull them up I pull them up over the sweatshirt but long story short I think Paul likes that kind of spontaneity that I learned doing an indentured apprenticeship at Adult Swim so, you know, like I said before, I do it. So since then, I've, I've been a recurring character on it, and I've done 15 episodes. So wow. it's, it's been fun. And he uses cute little things, like like for the hot summer scene, I'm laying in a kiddie pool drinking a beer reading a book. <laughs> Not a word of dialogue, you know. Uh, and that's just fine with me. Well, i got to check out all of Welcome to Flatch, because I may have heard of it and everything, but wow, yeah. Well, it's it's probably my biggest thing right now, Welcome to Flash. Yeah. But it's streaming on Amazon first season and streaming on Hulu second season. And Fox TV, that's where we were on Fox, mm -hmm. Thursday nights on Fox. Uh, Fox says they will decide on a season three uh, when the writer strike ends. Oh, so, okay. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Oh. We haven't got great numbers, but like most of my stuff... It's a cult following. And we got Sean Scott Williams. Wow. We got um, Jamie Presley and a couple of young kids that steal the show. They own the show. They're the leads. Um, the one character, and I'll tell you some of, some of the, the one character's name is Shrub. He's called Shrub because his father used to drink bush beer. Uh. Is that, is, that, is that Sean William Scott's character or one of the kids? No, or? no actually, Sean William Scott is the town priest. Really? And he, he fathers these two and guides them and tries to keep them out of trouble. Huh. 
Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's it's interesting. Uh, he has um, another episode I enjoyed doing was called Naked Lady Day, where they have art classes in church and uh, in the church basement. They have art classes, and so the art instructor brings in a naked lady. And they're all going to draw a naked lady. <laughs> so it's a funny show. That's awesome. But oh. it's not kicked ass in the ratings. I mean, it's okay. We added Jamie Presley in the second season as a real estate agent. So it's, you know, it's just an interesting show. It's shot as a mockumentary. Okay, yeah. As so many things are nowadays, it feels like. I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to let's start. Arrested Development, maybe it was The Office that started all with that, yep, but yep. yeah. Yep, yep. Huh. At any rate, that's written by Jenny Fix, the woman that, uh, that uh, did uh, The Greatest Showman, and uh, what else did she, she does a bunch. I'd have to look at her resume. <clears throat> at any rate, um, that's, that's the only, only good stuff I'm pushing right now. Everything's slow. Enjoying some time off, and just playing around doing things. Well, like you said, it's all dessert. It's all gravy on top now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, hopefully a lot of these viewers will help us uh, get Welcome to Flatch another season. Everyone watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Yes. Man. And so, William, thanks for your time. Really well, thank you. I, yeah. appreciate, I appreciate the chance to uh, to talk to your fans. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's all synergy, baby. And uh, who knew that you were the, the kind of secret king of Atlanta, you know? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just a... Yeah? Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for everything. You take Thank care. You. Take care. And we'll be right back after this brief message. This portion of that Kev One show is supported by Bohemian Dream Gifts, made with organic and natural oils that nourish and hydrate your skin. Man, I don't know if it's the weather outside or the gym that was killing my skin, because my right elbow on the, uh, it itched like the Dickens, like I was becoming like the lizard from Marvel Comics. Um, I think it's that machine where you put your elbow in and do the lifts, you know, for the bicep. But uh, I was itching my skin like crazy during, uh, well, I won't say who because I don't want them associated with rough skin with one of our guests <laughs> here in the near future here. <laughs> but my left, my right elbow was getting ashy and coming up, getting red and irritated. Anyway, I used some of the promotional cookie dough body oil from Bohemian Dream Gifts that they gave us. And my skin, I'm not kidding, came back. I can vouch for that one. The cookie dough oil baby body oil, the cookie dough body oil brought my skin back to life like an Evanescent song. I'm not kidding. My skin is smooth and happy again. 100%. You can buy cookie dough oil on Etsy at the Bohemian Dream Gifts shop. Check out their other stuff as well, but that's one that I that I swear by now. <laughs> and as soon as my promotional one runs out, I'm going to order some myself. So go to Etsy and visit the Bohemian Dream Gifts shop today. And now, back to the show. It's with a heavy heart we report that comic legend John Romita has died. He's, of course, widely considered the quintessential Marvel artist who brought to life the core Marvel universe with, obviously, Stan the Man Lee. My copy of How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way by Stan Lee and illustrated completely by John Romita Sr. is still on my bookshelf. Well, my father's bookshelf in Clackamas, Oregon, if you, unless you got rid of it. 
I still remember to this day um, all those illustrations, and I'm not the greatest at drawing still to this day, even though I always love to envision it. I like to try to pretend I'm as good as like Eric Larson or something like that, or you know, um, <laughs> another artist uh, who drew the Marvel way, that extreme, uh, really quote cool and quote style, exaggerated, muscly, very dynamic. You know, if you don't know, that's, that's what they mean by the Marvel way. Um, I remember I put one with the poster I had in my room, besides the Master of the Universe poster, at my uh, dad's house. Child of divorce. Uh, more on that later. <laughs> we'll have a therapist on one day. <laughs> Just kidding, kidding. Well, man. Um, but I had a poster of the Amazing Spider-Man, you know, that cool font and everything. Um, that the, the great uh, Across the Spider-Verse brought to life, too, with the same font for Spider-Man. Um, but I always remember that, and Spider-Man's hanging upside down with his rogues gallery, or a lot of his rogues. Uh, like, Carnage wasn't created yet by then, I don't think, but Venom might have been in it, you know, which was really cool. Some of the newer ones like that, drawn by John Romita there. Um, but of course, Sinister Six and stuff. Anyway, the Rose Gallery Spider-Man was beneath him, and Spider-Man's pointing with a thumb like behind him, upside down to our, for our perspective, looking straight on at him. But he's hanging upside down, pointing with his thumb toward the villains, and going, "Hey, nobody said saving the world would be easy, and the world's a, a darker place without him." But um, yeah, we'll always remember him fondly. He survived by his talented son, John Romita Jr., who a lot of comic fans may or may not realize is his son. He uh, always signs his art, J.R.J.R. I always remember that, like, oh, 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 that's how I put together, even as a kid, like, that's, that's John Romita's son, you know. Um, he, drew a lot, he, drew, he drew a lot of X-Men characters, if you didn't know. Um, he actually drew my favorite Punisher run uh, to date with uh, Warzone, uh, especially the, the great storyline um, where Frank Castle goes undercover. And Warzone was, um, wow, <laughs> Warzone was ironically... Um, that, that title was lifted for the Punisher film starring Ray Stevenson as Frank Castle and rest in peace Ray Stevenson who died uh, within two weeks of John Romita uh, Ray Stevenson um, well you should all you should all know him you all know him even if you don't know him by name um, he's this really imposing figure of course Frank, played Frank Castle in uh, Punisher so you probably know him from that but uh, he was in like the G.I. Joe sequel that was really great. He played Firefly in that. He chewed scenery in everything he was in. And um, the, of course, the, f the three Thor films from Marvel, the first three, four, first four, three, the first three Thor films, not the fourth is what I kept getting in my mind. He was in the first three where he was killed. He's one of the Warriors three, Volstagg, with a big red, fake red beard in that film, those films. Um, you might remember, um, what else was the end where you saw more of his face? Um... Well, he was, he was a story... He was the big bad in a season of Dexter. He was really great in that. So look for look for all those. <sighs> yeah. Not to bring the show down at all. <laughs> but uh, those talents will be missed, but always appreciated. Thanks again to William Tukarski. And on next week's show from Joker 2 with Harley Quinn, this season of The Eric Andre Show, and Tropical Cop Tales star Carl Solomon. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-